This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, bro And Barry Rosenfeld I need to start drinking alcohol Now go to sleep, we Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer And I'm Barry Rosenfeld yeah. Do you, Dylan, do you oh, take a deep no. breath every time? You're like, what is she going to say? And I'm like, yes. celebrate Literally. good times. Come on. <laughs> I'm like, I, I know you're going to say I'm Barry Rosenfeld and then just like launch into something. So I always like give you a little, a little pregnant pause. <laughs> Listen, I love to keep people on their toes. I feel like today's <laughs> episode is going to be a good one. Like I just oh, feel okay. like we're the... All of a sudden, this new below deck med just hit us really quick. And New York was, well, a doozy as usual. So I have to say, I mean, New York, obviously, lots of thoughts, which we will get into in just a minute. But this below deck med premiere, it was like it was like barely even on my radar because the season of sailing was so good. And then I was watching this premiere and I'm like, I am stressed out of my mind right now Uh, about this situation. You watched it before me and texted me and I even replied to you that I was stressed. And then watching it, I was like, oh, my God, I am stressed. (laughs) Okay, so just to clarify on Below Deck Med real quick, they're putting the episodes on Peacock a week early. So like episode two is already out, but we're going to we're going to recap it on the TV schedule. So we're talking about the season premiere today and we'll keep doing it like one episode at a time. So if you want to watch ahead. It's there, but we we, we can't. But we stick can't get on into our that. schedule. Yeah, just Ex- stay on our schedule. Exactly, exactly. We're doing it as um, as Andy Cohen intended. Um, <laughs> but let's talk about let's talk about Roni. Um, we had All last right. week off, and now we're back into it. Um, it feels like I feel like this, so far they've only been filming for like a week and a half, but we're on episode eight of the season just because like the Hamptons trip happened and then there was election night and the Harlem party is the day after the election. Right. So not very much time has elapsed, but it, it feels like it's been That's forever. A good word. <laughs> That's a good word to use for this. <laughs> I only Blast. know that word from like watching survivor when I was a kid and in the like long challenges, they would say like time elapsed 90 minutes. You guys <laughs> know that how much TV me and Dylan watch. And I stand by this where I think that him and I are the only people that watch survivor that I know. Like, Oh, I know I a lot of people watch survivor. watch it when I was a kid. Like, I think I even cried once. Barry, it- I know so many people who have watched survivor during <gasps> quarantine. It's oh, a good binge. There's so many is- seasons. It's been on for like 40 years. Exactly. Um, okay. <laughs> Back to the Harlem Nights party. First of all, great party. Harlem that Nights Ebony with threw. Ebony K. Williams. With Ebony K. Williams. I love it when Leah's like, she loves, that bitch loves her name. <laughs> Listen, um, it's a good name. It's a good name. This party is so nice. Like the, 
the tablescape, which Ramona comments on, is beautiful. I thought the um, the individual candles were such a great little host gift to give out. And um, detailed. Like, it was a detailed, thought-out gift for each woman. Right. And the... Um, so she assigns each person these Harlem Renaissance, you know, iconic figures. I mean, I understood when the women were kind of like, I'm hungry, like, this is going on a long time. I understood that, but I did, I, I appreciated the idea of it a lot. Yeah, and also she was doing it while the food and everything was coming, like, out. She wasn't like, guys, wait, hold the food until I'm finished assigning everyone that they're people. Like, she was doing it. In like a nice way, but I also loved Leah's commentary. Like she was like these, she's losing some of her students. She's like, they are losing. <laughs> and like, I, I feel uh, like, I feel like Leah, Leah was coming at it from a place of like, I really appreciate this, but I'm not sure everyone else will kind of be on the same page. Whereas like Luann and Ramona are like, I want food. What are we doing? Ramona ate Sonia's food. She ate it off her plate because she was hungry. That is just Ramona in a nut that is just her like that's like a classic Ramona thing yes. of where she loves talking about elegance and being like you know proper etiquette and then she's like <laughs> eating somebody else's food at the party yeah and Ramona like again we have said this now countless times if it is not her party or she's hosting or whatever she was getting like bored I would say so she she was looking for any excuse to leave like she said in her confessional she want she would rather it have been in I think she meant like I don't know. She said agenda like she said it should have been cocktail hour, then like um, the history class, then food. And I was like, it's not that serious, like of a lineup like you could have. It's, it was just a dinner. And that was the conversation part of the night. Like, what is wrong with you? But she her vertigo, this vertigo. Oh, if I never have to hear about this vertigo again, I can't. She is like. How did you know? Oh, you know me so well. And it, and I almost wanted Sony to be like, it's because you don't fucking stop talking about it. Like, what else would it be? When when Ramona said, let me show you my vertigo. And she stands up and she's like, Sonia, hold on to me. And she closes her eyes and just like jolts Balls. over to the side. I'm like, that is the least convincing thing I've ever she seen. She also goes, see? Like, to, she goes, see? See? Did you see? Did you see? That's Please. how it works. But, you know, she's just so, she's so stressed, you know, with everything going on. And, you know, I, I mean, I guess it, it is stressful to have everyone, you know, staying at your house for five days while you're filming the show, I'm sure. But it's like, Ramona, it like... It happened already. <laughs> also, like, vertigo, really? Just say you're, like, just say you're stressed. <laughs> just say you're, it, like, tired and anxious. Like You know, Ebony handles things so well because, like, she said to Ramona, because I think she knows her by now, where she goes, you know what? The fact that you came is nice enough. But if I and it's true, like it is nice, but it's like if you didn't want to be there, then you shouldn't have like why? You know what I mean? Like there is kind of no reason for her to leave other than she just didn't want to be there. Sorry, that's where I feel. I did think it was hilarious. So it was her first time in Harlem. And she said, I don't live in Harlem, so I never go down there. Harlem is up Up, from where Ramona lives. It is up. How long have and you lived in New York City? That's not the terminology anyone would use to describe going from the Upper East Side to Harlem. <laughs> There's just so much to like unpack with like anything she's involved in. But well, let's fun. start. Let let's start with her bringing Bershon to the party. This is the first time we're meeting her. Yes! She was on our episode that came out on Monday. So if you haven't listened to that interview, go back and check it out uh, because. Obviously, we got to see Bershon a little bit, but, you know, we have a little more background from talking to her. Um, I think she has a really great energy. I do uh, 
I think, you know, she seemed to be fitting in really easily with the group. It was great seeing her talking to Leah about her experience surviving cancer and, you know, mm-hmm. kind of relating to Leah losing her grandmother. Um, <laughs> the issue came up when she was kind of, you know, negating Ebony's whole point of like celebrating black excellence and the black identity by kind of just being like, you know, we are all the same and we are all equal. And Ebony's like, okay, like that's not really the point. And Ebony said that she felt, um, she felt like she was like downplaying her and that it was kind of like an all lives matter vibe, which I mean, I think Ebony is kind of right to feel that way. I don't think Bershon necessarily meant it that way, but I I can see why at her event she would have felt a little bit I agree annoyed. with the, the timing of it. Yeah, like, because that's what not what, what Ebony was trying to um, tell everybody. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you go back and listen to what um, Bershon was telling Leah and her experiences in life, like, that's her outlook on life right now. So I kind of, I respect her view on that as well, because she's just like, I live my life. Like, I'm here. I got a second chance. Like, I don't really care. So I I get it. But uh, yes, at the Ebony's um, Harlem party, I don't think was, I don't know. It was, it was interesting, though, to see them, like, very opposite opinions and, like, not talking about it in person. Like, you can tell Ebony was, like, uh, not happy. Well, and it was it was interesting, too, because our sort of first glimpse of Bershon on last week's episode was when we were hearing about how this was Ramona's new friend and everybody was kind of, like, questioning, you know, whether it was, like, an authentic friendship. And, you know, Bershon seems great. I am loving her energy so far, but it was interesting that it was, like, Ramona's bringing her in, and she's like, oh, Ebony, you're going to love her. And it's like, I want it. It's like, okay, is Ramona basing that off of anything other than the fact that it's like, look, I have two Black friends. So I don't know. We'll never truly know where Ramona um, is coming from, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get to Ramona's mindset a little more later. Um, oh, one scene that I really did love uh, overall, the Harlem party I thought was great. I yeah. thought it was a great event. Ebony did a great job. It's her first time hosting something on the show. So that's already, or I guess, uh, did she have no, the election night party? She had the election night party. Okay. Too, okay. Yeah. Okay. But this was like at a bigger, apartment. like, cause this event. wasn't at her apartment. Yeah. This was like at a place she was hosting. Right. Yeah. And she did a great job. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. 
I loved the scene with Luann and Victoria kind of having a nice sober moment talking about some of the things that Luann has kind of put them through in the past. I thought that was a great, a great little moment because if you had asked me a couple of years ago, if we would ever kind of see a scene like that between Luann and Victoria, I probably wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was nice too. I don't have much, like, um, I, I was like, this is not, it was nice to see. I think it's funny that we've seen Victoria like in a few episodes already, but she doesn't say much. And I want to like, I almost want her to have a, an interview. I want to hear more from Victoria because I'm like, other than that, I'm like, okay, moving on. You know, it was just like a scene for me. Yeah. I just thought it was, I thought it was nice. It and was I, nice guys. I, I have nice emotion. See, it's nice. It was Cause nice. they've definitely been through, you know, some rough patches in the past. So it's nice to yeah. see that they can kind of come together and appreciate each other and be in a, in a good place. Listen, this is the best thing that has happened to Luann. And the greatest thing about it is that, well, Leah too, we've seen her, but like we've seen Luann on TV a lot more, a lot longer, I should say. Luann is still Luann, you know what I mean? But with none of like the outbursts, I should say, because we've seen her at her bad. Like, of course, her falling in the bush a few years ago was like hilarious, but that would happen like to her like frequently. And I don't know. I just feel like she's in a really good place. She's healthy. She looks good. And I just like I want to see more like about Luann than I don't know. I'm just I want more. I'm I don't want to say I'm bored. I'm not bored, but I want more. I want more from these women that I No, I I agree. Admire. I feel like you know, we're not getting a lot of personal storyline this season yeah. in terms of, you know, what's happening with their, you know, dating and relationships and stuff or like, you know, if there's anything. We're not even getting a lot of the business side of things like we know that Sonia was having some business issues. Sonia was barely in this episode after the yeah the Harlem party. So, and I mean, I guess again, like I always do forget it was because the pandemic and they did, you know, get the shit end of the stick with filming, but they, it is what it is. So I have to always remember that in the back of my head. So I, I forgive them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What did you think about the scene with Leah and Kier talking about the high school situation? So another mother daughter moment that I loved because Kier's going on to high school. I want to say, oh my God, we've watched her grown up, but like we really haven't like that much, but it's fine. But they hired Leah hired like a consultant to look at private schools for her, which I thought was also um, cool to see on TV because like, I and I'm I'm assuming a lot of people who don't live in cities like that don't go through that experience. I don't think so. So it was cool because like I would never know that that's how that works. Like to, you know, the city is a different place. Like you don't you can pick and choose, I guess. So she wants her to have like obviously a different experience than she had for her daughter. Um, She said her mother's really involved, which I thought was interesting, too. But I wanted Bunny to like be in that scene. That would have been like a lot better. (laughs) <laughs> I know and, like, she was talking to the consultant too and hearing her perspective on that. Yeah. I thought that I thought it was interesting. Cause I think the, the high school in the city thing is like a really big, yeah. you know, there's a lot of decisions and there's a lot of options and figuring out can be really difficult. And we haven't seen school age children on this show in such a long time. So like it, it is really something it's a totally different feeling than when, you know, any of these other women are talking with their kids or like, you know, just kind of what they're going through in general. Cause we haven't had like 
young kids really like on Roni and a real and I mean yeah. maybe since like I mean like I guess like Kristen Takeman and like Jules had young kids, but like we weren't really seeing them kind of grow <laughs> and up. Al- and like Alex Bethany's McCord. daughter was never yeah. on the show. Like, yeah, I- it's it. <laughs> Alex oh, McCord, all- yeah, a long know. time ago. <laughs> that's what all I thought about when you said young kids. I don't know why the hell that just like came to my mind, but I was like, that's who I thought of with like little kids. And she literally hasn't been on in like 10 years. So whatever. France- Francois is like 17 now. <laughs> weird i know and and i don't know what school they go to so it's fine but um they live in australia so well that's my point i don't know like how schools work down under you know (laughs) yeah yeah, they they don't go to school they just uh they like practice throwing boomerangs all day okay well one before we get into our ramona and ebony encounter i also wanted to talk about the scene with leah and ebony because they uh-huh. went to lunch and discussed the party, you know, like and how it went. And Leah was saying how to Ebony, how she appreciates and knows how powerful and knowledgeable she is. And she, Leah said she doesn't want her to feel like she has to be the one educating these people. And I thought that was really interesting because Leah and Ebony are really good friends. And I feel like they can be open and talk to each other. And Ebony was like, I tr- like the fact that she was like, I've tried that once already, like, you know, months or wh- however long ago. And like, it just, I feel like I need to. Um, it's just interesting to see those types of conversations, you know? Yeah, I liked that scene because I thought Leah... Leah and Ebony have a good enough relationship with each other that if, if like Ramona or Luann had told Ebony that she didn't always need to be teaching them and that she was, can be intimidating. I feel like it would have come across more (laughs) negative. Whereas with Leah, I thought she was really, it seemed like she was trying to sort of look out for Ebony almost and kind of try to like, let her know that, this is kind of maybe what the dynamic is. And like, I want you to be able to, you know, enjoy yourself and just like feel yeah, totally at ease. And like, I think Leah's coming from a place of like, I don't not want you to teach us things or to educate us, but I, I want you to know that you don't need to, if it's Correct. like, yeah. if it's like a burden that you are not comfortable with, then please just like, don't feel the need. But I also think Ebony, like you were saying, like says that she feels like it's, you know, like if not me, then who, and that, you know, these women aren't necessarily the most educated about this stuff. And so I think, you know, it's good that somebody like Leah is kind of empowering Ebony to feel like she can be however she needs to be around the group because I think there is a lot of pressure on Ebony. She must feel it internally. And also it's coming from external factors. Um, And I also think like the fact that she can be intimidating is not a reflection on her. It's a reflection on like how a lot of these women feel and like, you know, they're saying how it's can be like, it can feel like it's a minefield for these white women that they don't want to say the wrong thing. And it's like, I, I think that's good to acknowledge that like Ebony can say and do all the right things, but at the end of the day, like if the other women feel uncomfortable because of their own, you know, bullshit, like Mm -hmm. it's not an easy situation for Ebony. And I think Leah gets that. 
Yeah, totally. I also don't think I knew what Leah was saying because like because Ebony is like a strong, knowledgeable person, but I don't find her intimidating. I actually think that I don't know. I like a, I, I like hearing like the things she has to say, but I guess I also I am one person and maybe the other group I think might maybe, not think that. I think maybe it's like it's not that Ebony herself is this intimidating person, but because of what the other women are bringing to their right. relationship, they feel intimidated by her. Yeah. Okay. Like it's more, it's like, it's like maybe that's like Ramona's problem that she feels intimidated by Ebony and it's not Ebony's problem because Ebony's not <laughs> doing anything wrong, but honestly, perfect segue to like, Ramona inviting Ebony over to her apartment I don't know what Ramona really envisioned for this night. Like, I don't know if she wanted to just like, you know, paint each other's toenails and drink wine, but that really it extremely quickly devolved into this weird, like, you know, back and forth of not wanting to talk about politics and not wanting to have a real conversation about what's happening with their friendship. It was so strange. It was. And my one of, I shouldn't say my biggest issue with Ramona. One of my biggest issues is that like right away with this conversation, she got, she gets up and at first she goes, I need a minute. Okay. So she got a minute, but like, it's because she, you can't confront Ramona with something she doesn't agree with. And like, that's kind of like friendship. Friendship is you, you have conversations, you talk. So like Ebony, Oh my God. It's one thing to not want to talk about politics. I kind of get that. And I've heard that before and people, people feel that way. But when Ramona brought up other topics that she doesn't want to talk about and Ebony was like, Ramona, that's who I, I was like, Oh my God, that is bad. Right. When she's like race, religion, creed, blah, blah, blah. I was like, like, what? Ebony was like, that's who I am. Ramona. Like, what do you, and I think Ramona, you know, when she says over and over again, like, I like you so much. I enjoy your company so much. You're such a great friend. And and Ebony is, I think she's getting to the end of her rope with this, where it's like, she clearly wants to make it work with Ramona. She wants to be on good terms with her. But if every time they're having a conversation, Ramona has to like use a get out of jail free card and be like, I can't do this right now. It's like, Ramona, what, what do you enjoy about Ebony? Like, what do you find enjoyable about your conversations or your friendship because you seem really uncomfortable every time you're talking. And so just, just because you're not saying, Oh, I hate this woman. I think she's a terrible person. You're not actually showing her that you enjoy her and value what matters to her. And it's weird because like at the very beginning of this evening, Ebony starts off, I thought actually, you know, sort of, in a good way, addressing the elephant in the room of clearly this was filmed in that sort of week when it looked like Biden was going to win the election, but it hadn't been fully declared yet that Saturday it got called. And so she's kind of just like trying to broach the subject and be like, Hey, like, how are you feeling about this? It, we all remember it was like a stressful, long, chaotic week. And Ramona, like the second it's even brought up, she won't, you know, Ebony, I think, was trying to be really smart and find that kind of common ground of like, hey, like, it's great for women to see a woman vice president, probably. And Ramona is like, so not even willing to acknowledge that level of conversation. And so it's it's tough because she's using this like, I don't want to talk about politics thing, but it's like, 
having like a general conversation about the number one thing that's happening in the world is not talking about politics. It's like, it's like having a real conversation with a person. Right. And Ebony was like, you know, I figured she's a woman. She has a daughter. Like it would be something nice for us to like talk about. But Mm -hmm. yeah. And that is like exactly what you said before. Like, what did Ramona think they were going to be like talking about? Because that's just another example. Like when she left the dinner the other night, it's because she didn't want to talk or hear about what was going on. Like it's it's the exact same situation. Like if it's not convenient for her, she wants no part of it, which is fine. But then you just shouldn't be friends with Ramona because like. I wouldn't either. But like she goes and gets her room to her butterfly necklace. She's like, look at my butterfly necklace. Like she was doing anything to change a subject. She was even vocal about it. She's like, I'll change the subject. I'll change the subject. And it's like she's like when she walked into her room and she goes, Coco, we don't want to talk about politics. I'm like, What is going on? I, it was one thing to kind of be like, however she was in the conversation. But I thought it was so rude to get up and leave the room while you just have one guest over at your house. And it's clearly kind of an uncomfortable situation. It's like, sit down and figure this shit out like an adult. So then when she was like, you know what? You know what? I'm going to go, which I was like, oh, my God, Ramona, you're in your own house. Like, oh, God, she was like, I'm going to go. And clearly she wanted Ebony to leave. The fact that Ebony didn't even like blink or move or get up. She was like, she did Mm -hmm. not, she was not leaving. It was not, she was like, and then anytime Ramona like outbursts or whatever, Ebony was like, I didn't do that, Ramona. Like she remained calm. She was like, no, we're going to talk this out basically. And what do you know? Ramona sat back down and they hugged because she just has like these outbursts. And even Ebony was like, I wasn't going to let me, let you get me to leave like I wasn't leaving you tried kicking me out and like I wasn't going anywhere because we're we're like adults and it's just it's talk about below deck this stresses me out she stresses me out and like it it's just like it was yeah it was weird it was a tough scene to watch just because it felt like Ramona was so frantic to kind of not have the conversation and the more she kind of starts to spiral the worse it gets and the more Ebony is going to feel like that there's this like big issue that they need to like, you know, actually get to the bottom of. And if Ramona was just like, you know, I don't think it would have been that crazy for her to be like, Hey, I don't want to talk about politics. Like let's just chit chat. But then it was like, she got so uncomfortable and so like flustered every time some sort of serious conversation topic was brought up and you know she's explaining what she's learned about microaggressions and it's like then she still can't handle when that comes around to the actual topic of race and it's like yeah, she was like i was researching till 4 a.m i was like okay great cool good for <laughs> you like but it, it's it's i feel like she doesn't understand that you can you can disagree. Like that's part of a conversation. Like even if you do talk about politics, you don't have to agree with, with the person you're talking to, but you're right. She gets, she does frantic. like a great word. She does get frantic and just like leaves, which makes everything look worse. So it's just, God, give us more Sonia. Sonia Tremont Uh, Morgan. But you know, they, yeah, they made up. They, there, we'll see where it goes. I don't, I don't know. I, they they hugged it out. Let's just say that. They hugged it out. Yeah, Ramona sort of like dumped herself into Ebony's arms. <laughs> like it was <laughs> it was very odd. Like I didn't feel like that hug was necessarily earned by Ramona, but you can tell that Ebony feels like she has to keep trying with her, which you know, 
it's it if she really wants to great but if not it's unfortunate that i think she kind of feels stuck trying to win these people's friendship but and she has our, she has our friendship we're not friends with her but we would like to be (laughs) i just said we're not we're not friends with her but like we we if you're listening we we want would like to be so and spiritually yeah i guess it's fine whatever we're friends from afar right now Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Let's talk about Below Deck Med. Let's go to Croatia. Let's go back to Croatia. I like that Croatia was like the one country that had lax enough pandemic regulations to let them film Below Deck because Below Deck Sailing was also in Croatia this season. So we're... We're back on the what Adriatic coast. I don't know. I don't know, but they're in a different part of Croatia because we've never seen this. I did see an overview. It was like little villages. And I was like, wow, I really want to go there. It looked really cool with Captain Sandy when she was explaining. Okay. This crew is new. Well, we have Malia and I say this every season. Why there has to be a reason. And I, I feel like 
we should ask this next time we talk to someone. Why do they start charters the next day? Like, I don't know. Oh, oh my Lord. It is so like they need to turn over the boat and they also need to like just get in the groove. I feel like getting in the groove is like that the biggest thing. And like, how do you do that and just get guests? Like, I guess it depends on like when other people's boats end the day. But I don't know. It's just like today's topic is stress. I am stressed with these with these shows. I can't. No, I agree, though. If I had just gotten on the boat like 24 hours before, I would still be like learning people's names. Like, yes. I <laughs> I don't know. I would need to get my wits about me. I'd be jet lagged. Like, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and also, oh, shoot, I practiced. I, I couldn't remember how how Z, 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 Z. the deckhand Z. He brought a notebook to the deck and that was the best was so scene cute. I've ever seen like in my life. And also he's, ne- he's like new. So he also needs to like learn a little bit before <laughs> the charter starts. It's like, I don't know. I always say this about below deck. I feel like a lot of um, things could be avoided if like there was training and stuff, you know, like injuries. Yeah. yeah like it's, if you're hiring people that, you know, are like more green, like it seems like there needs to be like a little accounting for that, but I do feel like you can already tell that Malia and Sandy are like on a little bit of a redemption tour this season. Mm -hmm. Um, You know that they know that they need it after last season because I would say, you know, a majority of the Bravo fans were not happy with how the whole Hannah situation was handled. But we have we have a single Malia this season. Um, She seems like she wants to be like part of the group, sort of. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see how it goes. I'm trying to reserve judgment. I, I, I will say I'm yeah. not the biggest fans of either of them, fan of either of them, but I I would prefer not to have like two people I hate for the whole season. So I'm like kind of going in with a clean slate as much as possible. That is a great a great thing, Dylan. And also in their in their first meeting, the whole crew, when Sandy goes, if any of you have prescription drugs on board, just needs to be logged. There's no drugs allowed. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like that. Oh, of yeah. Of course, we're, that made it me- into the scene. Like <laughs> we're not messing around with maritime law, Barry. No, but also our chief stew, Katie, who I'm actually excited to see her work ethic I feel like is a little different than Chief Stews we've seen in the past even she says it but she dated Jack who dated Asia and I was like oh my god I gotta get into this field I really do it's too it's such a small circle (laughs) Barry's like not enough of my co-workers are fucking each other this isn't fun (laughs) oh my goodness but um we have Chef Matthew who for five minutes is like gives us this this we're like, wow, there's going to be a great season. He's like naming all these people and everything he's done. And, and what oh. he didn't mention is that I think oh. he seems to have a bit of anxiety, which is fine. But Matthew, <laughs> Matthew was a shooting star that fell before, far, far, be- yeah. <laughs> like fell. was never really even in the sky. Like, it's so promising and then we see the night before the first charter he doesn't sleep at all he gets up at like 3 a.m he's stressing about not being prepped he says that his knee hurts from the stairs yeah the stairs boxes i'm totally unclear (laughs) um and so he finds sandy in the morning and is like i just i hurt my knee and i don't think i can do this and sandy's like what like 
Wait, they oh, stared you, at each other for like five minutes in the hallway. Sandy like legitimately didn't know what was going it on. It was so uncomfortable because like, I d- like Sandy, it, d- her management style is not my favorite. But in this case, it's like you can t- like every fiber of her being is like, please don't be doing what I think you're doing right now. And he yeah. is, but he doesn't want to say it either. And it's like, if you're like, if you need to go, you need to go. I, I get it, I guess. But it's like. Yeah, it it was it was rough. And also she was more stressed because it was the pandemic. They can't just get anyone. They need a quarantine for seven days. So that's up at maybe one and a half charters at least already. But the fact is, when he was telling her that he was like, I just can't do it. I can't do it. And you can tell like. I actually I know his knee was hurt, but I actually do. I'm not diagnosing him, but I actually do think he was having anxiety in that moment because like he was. It was in his head almost. He was like the menus and he doesn't know this and he he doesn't know the galley. And and but if you like give yourself time and all of that stuff, you've done this before. You're not new. This isn't your first boat. Like, I don't know. I feel like there was something else he was dealing with and no, he almost totally. like couldn't get off the boat fast enough. It was to me, it almost felt like the i i don't doubt that his knee was injured which is important oh yeah as a chef but i feel like it was almost like he was kind of looking for an out and then he had it and he took it and like in the long term he probably assuming he doesn't come back which i feel like he's not going to i don't think he is yeah it seems like he probably made the choice he needed to in that moment but i mean obviously there's no denying it was rough for the crew so he prepares a lunch before the charter guests get there but then for dinner there's like essentially no plan he's supposed to go get an mri and like sandy's texting him there's no update he's not coming back who knows and this dinner service was like shit shit show is not a strong enough word because I, i don't have words there's no words it was so bad they got the sous chef from the other boat and she wasn't a chef like sandy made it very clear she wasn't a chef and i don't at this point think she was a sous chef either she i don't i don't think like dushka didn't seem like she could cook a grilled cheese like i don't know (laughs) i don't know like what her i would like to know like what her normal duties are as an assistant chef because like i felt like i could have done a better job with no sort of cooking training um but whatever like to see to see sandy just being like oh we'll do surf and turf and then she's having them google how to cook a lobster or to kill a lobster you know they don't know how to cook anything she they're they're cooking oysters which is not how you serve just like plain oysters like that oyster they're meant to be eaten raw Unless there's like yeah. a specific preparation. The steak was all different. Just, like they're serving gross. like family style plates of food. Like all the lobster tails and stuff are just coming out like on one big plate. They're not even trying for, you know, plating or presentation. I I understand it was a bad situation, but like, oh my God, it could not have been worse. It, the way I think they you're right. It. it couldn't have been worse. And they... I don't know. And I feel like Sandy, of course, anytime you ask these questions, like Annie asked her saying, has this ever happened? And like, they always say this has never happened in my entire career, but like, 
you have to have a backup plan. Like that is wild. These people are paying an insane amount of money. And then at the end, the charter guest called Captain, Captain Sandy and like told them, told her. And I feel like the primary actually did a really good job at expressing how mad she was. She was like, this is, this is like Mm -hmm. actually unacceptable. Like, she even said, she goes, did you taste the food? <laughs> Sandy, Sandy probably want to be like, I cooked it. <laughs> I, but that's the thing is like, I, uh, yeah, I thought the charter guests were totally justified to be as upset as they were. You, you know, we know it's a tough situation, but they're the ones paying for this. And I, I mean, it's just like, absolutely not up to the, like, I would be mad if I ordered that food at, you know, a, a random restaurant. restaurant on a night out that I was spending 30 bucks on. Like I, it was just one of those things where it was like, you know, these guests might be nightmare people who knows we haven't really seen that much of them yeah. yet, but in this situation, I'm like, yeah, you should be mad. I would be mad. You, you have to imagine in these types of situations too, that they get some form of money back. Like that's on, you can't pay for that and not have a chef it's a chef is the main part it literally is the food is one of the, is the main part of this vacation so it's like well you- it's certainly the main part of what you're tipping for so oh lord Ooh. i can't Aye. yeah um, <laughs> we'll see i'm i'm like i have to say this was the exact thing the premiere needed to like get me hooked into this season because i was kind of I, I wasn't sure how excited I was and I still am not, I don't know how excited I am, but I am, I need to know what happens. Well, yeah. And also one thing I forgot to note is that Katie also, the charter guest said she was really pissed about the dinner in general. Cause it was like their neon theme and Katie like yeah, made it weird. a point where she was like, I don't make like tacky tablescapes. And it's like, babe, it's not up to you. They, the charter guest actually brought decorations she wanted you to use. And like, you chose not to. So I feel like she does have a little bit more lax style of being a chief stew than Hannah or Kate, but it's like, um, you have to, I don't know, kind of do what the guests want to in this situation. Right. If the guest, if the guest <laughs> gives you a box of 50 fucking glow sticks, those glow sticks better be visible. Like they, it's one thing when they say, oh, we wanted a beach party and you kind of didn't do as much as we wanted. They handed you the glow sticks, use the glow yeah. sticks. I didn't see any neon at this neon party. Okay. No, uh-uh. I would have never known. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we will obviously be back next week to break down whatever the fuck happens next okay. on Below Deck Med. In the meantime, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Uh, follow us on Instagram at BravoByBetches and just be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.